Good morning, team. Happy Tuesday, the 29th of March, 2022. Hope you're all having a good week so far. Weather's getting better. Lots of sunshine. I'm feeling more energetic to do more things, to train more, be more active. That's the effect the sun has on me. Um, hope it's the same for you. Um, there's more hours in the day, it feels like, because there's more light and I'm not sure about you. The more sociable I am, the more things I do, the better I want to feel in myself. But then at the same time, the downfall of that is there's more temptation in terms of food, in terms of drink, in terms of not going to the gym, not preparing food as well. So there's good and bad here. Um, it's just about how you look at it, how you prepare for it. But there's always a way around it. Today, I want to talk to you about giving yourself permission to celebrate your wins and to notice your progress. This might seem irrelevant, but it's very important because what we're all looking for in this process is to feel a certain way, to feel good about ourselves, to give ourselves a pat on the back and be proud of ourselves for the work that we've put in. And that might be when you've lost a certain amount of weight, that when you fit in a certain type of clothes or you can lift a certain amount of weight. Behind that goal is you giving yourself permission to acknowledge your hard work and say that you've done good. Validation, you could call it. Giving yourself a pat on the back, we could call it. Acknowledging your hard work. What I want to talk about is how we set those metrics and then also have we actually set them or are they just subconscious beliefs, things that you've told yourself a long time ago, if I can wear that, if I could do that, that means I'm good enough. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it makes it very difficult in the process for you to acknowledge your growth, your improvements, because there's going to be lots of different things that come up that improve that you didn't realize would improve, sorry. Things like your sleep improving, energy improving. You might be able to wear different clothes. You never thought of that. You always probably put it down to the scales or you always put it down to a compliment from someone else. When someone else notices your progress, that means it's real. If we put all that weight and if we give all that power to someone or to the scales, it's like we're holding our breath throughout the process. The thing we've got to remember is we are the ones, like you, have you set your own rules for what's good enough? You've decided at some point, consciously or subconsciously, you've either watched something, you've looked at someone, or maybe you're comparing yourself to your past, and you've told yourself, if I was to achieve X, that would mean I'm doing all right. That would mean I've succeeded. And once again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it could be a lot better for you. The process would be a lot more enjoyable. You'd actually go a lot further if you got very clear on what kind of markers in the process were signposts of you progressing and achieving what you want. Because if you don't, here's some of the symptoms that you might be experiencing. 
nothing's ever good enough. You set goals and straight away you think about what next. Or you don't set your own goals and you look at what other people are doing. Like someone says, that person lost this much weight in this amount of time. And you're like, oh, why didn't I do that? You look around at other people at what they're doing, where they're going, how much progress they've made. And you use that as a benchmark for how well you're doing. That's called comparison, as we know. But when we do this, we give all of our power away. And it's it's not a good way to find evidence. Evidence about your growth, your process, how well you're doing is not based on someone across the street, how much weight they lost, how much they lift, because there's so many factors involved in that. Their gender, their skill level, how long they've been doing it for, their goal, how much they commit to it, other factors in their life. If we use other people as a benchmark, that's dangerous. If we set big goals, but we don't set medium and short-time markers for them goals, it's like we're holding our breath until we get to the goal. And once again, only you can change this. And I'm not saying that you can just blow smoke up your bum and say, okay, I know I'm good enough if I eat a good meal today and then that means I've won. I'm saying, if you don't acknowledge the wins in the process, it will make it exhausting for you. A lot of people I coach, maybe it's you, are very reluctant to acknowledge, I'm doing really well. You know what? There's been so many things that have improved. There might not have been what I was expecting, but I'm definitely heading in the right direction. I haven't had a negative day in a few weeks, or I had a negative day and I bounced back from it very quickly and I learned what caused it. So now in future, when it comes up, I know what it is and it's not going to affect me nowhere near as much. I'm sleeping better. I have more energy. I don't care about the scale so much. There's so many wins that are going on in the process that we don't expect or we don't even acknowledge that are clear signposts that you're going in the right direction. You're getting fitter, you're getting stronger, you're becoming more consistent. You're more confident about what you can do and how consistent you can be. But once again, it's like you've got the lock, you've got the key to decide what this rule is that you live by, but you, you're scared to use it. You're, you're scared to change the locks and decide no, actually, I'm going to measure my progress based on this. So some people feel imprisoned by this lack of, it has to be the scales. I have to lose this much weight by this time. Well, three years ago, I weighed that much. So that means I have to be that weight now. And if I don't, that means I'm not good enough. By whose standards, by whose markers, who's created this rule? You've created this rule. And until we acknowledge that and we don't, and if we don't ever go be below surface level thinking, surface level thinking is, oh, I want to lose weight and I want to get toned. And that's fine, but it's going to be very difficult to A, motivate yourself, B, to validate yourself, celebrate the wins. It makes it very difficult for people to be consistent. When we know 
why we want to achieve what we want to achieve. And it's we've got very clear signposts of going in that direction. Motivation sorts itself out. Because you're still riding high from the win last week. The win last week was I didn't slip up on my diet like I usually do on a weekend. Or I did sleep better. You're still riding high from that. You're acknowledging that. Whereas most people are waiting every three months, maybe four months, for a win that feels significant. I hear people say, well, it's only two pounds. It's only four pounds, though. I've still got a long way to go. And once again, like I said, the benefit and the importance of acknowledging these wins is reaffirming, re-acknowledging to yourself that you're stepping in the right direction. Because when we don't feel like we're stepping in the right direction, that's when we lose motivation. If we think we're wasting our time, we're not moving forward, we feel demotivated and we beat ourselves up, we stop believing in ourselves. And that's because we've got a perception problem. We've not got a fitness problem. I think the discipline problem is a byproduct of a perspective problem. You stop being disciplined, you stop doing the things that you know work because you don't think you're making any progress and you don't think it's worth it. We're always disciplined and motivated and put a lot of energy into things that we see value in. We all see value in feeling better, having more energy, having more health, having more confidence. So why would someone be unmotivated to do that? It's not that you're not motivated to do it. It's because you believe the only way for you to get that is associated with pain, hard work, grit, punishing yourself to the result. That's a very, I don't associate any, a lot of pleasure to that. All I would be thinking about is I've got to be really hard on myself today. I've got to be really hard on myself in the gym. I've got to really restrict my calories. And I think, you know what, I'd prefer to just stay where I am. Whereas when I set goals that mean something to me and there are markers in the process like weekly or every fortnight, like the challenges that we do, they are acknowledging that you are moving forward. very important to ask yourself why is that my metric why is that goal why is being 82 kilograms for example so important for me to achieve why does that mean I'd be successful that I'd be good enough because then we get clear and we can choose if that's actually a good benchmark or not and you can either drop it get rid of it or you can be like okay I know why and that's even more motivating that is a good goal for me and now I'm clear on why it's important. And then we can chop that goal down into smaller bits. Instead of the 82 kg mark, okay, I'm going to celebrate when I get to 84 kg, and I'm going to celebrate to get to 83 kg. And celebration doesn't necessarily mean I stop, put all my tools down and get complacent. It means sometimes just acknowledging, like, I've put in some hard work. I might have a day off. I might give myself a drink. I might buy myself a new pair of gym trainers. 
And for anyone that's reluctant to do this, why are you so happy to beat yourself up on the other side of the spectrum? You're happy to ridicule yourself, but you feel uncomfortable giving yourself a pat on the back, acknowledging your progress and your hard work. Is that arrogant? Is that grandiose? Is that what's wrong with encouraging yourself to do more and achieve more of what you value? Who does that hurt? It definitely doesn't hurt you. The next thing I want to talk about is self-belief because this is very tightly intertwined with giving yourself permission to be good enough or believing that you're good enough or believing that you're progressing. Self-belief is a byproduct of you acknowledging the things that you are doing that are taking you somewhere that you want to be. The evidence is showing you I'm moving towards what I value. So I believe in myself. There's evidence to show it. When you don't believe in yourself, it's the opposite. I'm not good enough to have the things, to do the things, or be the things that I value. I'm looking at all the facts and all the evidence of why I can't do it, why I shouldn't believe in myself, well, I've never been there before, well, I tried a few years ago and I fell short, someone told me that I couldn't do it, I've never seen someone like me have that. These are all ways that we look for evidence to say we're not good enough and then we don't believe in ourselves. So we can either do that and as a byproduct, we don't achieve what we want, we don't believe in ourselves and we beat ourselves up. Or we do the opposite, which actually encourages us, makes us feel more positive, we build more momentum, and we believe in ourselves. And the only reason anyone is ever uncomfortable with giving themselves a pat on the back, giving themselves permission to celebrate something they've achieved, is because you might feel like an imposter. You've never been that person. You've never had someone say to you, well done, good job. And then now you're an adult and you're doing it for yourself. It feels uncomfortable because you might not have had that before. So you've almost bought into the belief that you aren't good enough to have lost that weight or to have been there to achieve that or to even take a compliment. So we, so a lot of people are actually on this fitness journey to achieve something and to feel a certain way, but at the same time, they won't give themselves permission to acknowledge that they've achieved that and to feel that certain way. You feel uncomfortable being seen as fit and healthy, to be good enough, to be strong, to be consistent, to be confident. You want that, but at the same time, you're reluctant to accept that. That's a very frustrating place to be. I've been there. And the only thing I can say to you is, you hold that padlock. You've decided only under these conditions, then I'm good enough. Then I'll allow myself to do that. Then I'll acknowledge it. And you can see it as vain. You can see it as unnecessary. But the other version, like I mentioned before, the other extreme, that's got to be unnecessary as well. Beating yourself up, 
ridiculing yourself, that's got to be just as arrogant, just as narcissistic, because it's still about you. Either way, it's about you. One's beneficial to you, one serves you, and the other one just leaves you dwelling on all the things that didn't work out for you. Yes, it's important to be honest with yourself and acknowledge where you're going wrong or where you could improve, but it's also important to acknowledge the wins. This is something that I've been working on myself in my business and in my own fitness, my own mindset with building confidence and getting out of my comfort zone and pushing more. Because ultimately, why would someone leave their comfort zone if there's no rewards for it? You're leaving your comfort zone and there's no win at the end of it because you won't allow yourself to win. You won't acknowledge how far you've come. So you're going to put yourself through all that pain to get there and then you still judge yourself and then you look around and say, well, maybe I should lose a bit more. Maybe should um, set a bigger goal. And then you'll get to that bigger goal. And you might not actually, because it's it's difficult when you don't ever acknowledge how far you're going. You'll get to that bigger goal and that's still not good enough because then you compare yourself to someone else. So it's a very slippery slope. We've seen this in many celebrities. Tyson Fury is a perfect example. He set out as a goal to beat Vladimir Klitschko from like 90% of his career. That was his goal. That was the big tip of, not the tip of the iceberg, top of the mountain. And that was his thing of, when I get there, I'll give myself permission to acknowledge how far I've come. But then he did it and it was a very empty feeling. He realized the feeling he assumed was at the end of the goal wasn't there. And maybe to him, it still wasn't good enough. So there's nothing wrong with setting goals. Setting goals are important. There's a good saying that goals aren't for getting, goals are for growing. The getting of the goal isn't necessarily the biggest win. The wins in the process, the changes in the process, the habits that you take on in the process, how much more consistent, confident, assertive, reliable on yourself you become in the process sometimes is better than the, oh, okay, now I can look at the scales and it says that much. So goals aren't necessarily for getting, goals are for growing. Doesn't sound as sexy. People don't talk about it. It's not how we've been brought up to be motivated for things like marketing. Capitalism is all built on the back of, if you get this thing, you will feel like this. If you get this person, if you get this trophy, if you get this paycheck, if you get this job, then I'll feel like this new, strong, confident person that I've always wanted to be. But then you get there and you realize, okay, cool, it's nice, but it's not necessarily what I thought it was going to be. If anything, I'm more proud of how much I've progressed to get to this. So you know what? I'm going to set another goal for the sake of it. Because if I don't, I might get complacent. I might get bored. I might get um, maybe sometimes touch wood, like Tyson Fury, you, you get you feel an empty feeling of like, well, that doesn't mean anything. What am I doing it all for? The reason you're doing it is because you live a better life. 
you inspire other people around you to be healthier, fitter, to pick up better habits. And you have a better relationship with yourself. But the beauty there is you start to choose your goals. You start to choose when you validate yourself, when you think you're good enough. You've got, you're the one with the metrics. Sounded like matrix then. You're the one with the choice of what metric I want to choose for my success. If you don't care about the scales, if you, that doesn't mean anything to you, stop using them. It's irrelevant. Stop giving your power away to something that doesn't matter. It's like giving the power to someone else on their opinion of you. That's quite a dangerous game. You don't know what their intentions are. You don't know where they're coming up from. You don't know what they care about. So you're going to use someone else and their opinion about how you're eating, about how you're progressing as a way to determine if you're doing good. It doesn't make sense. So a lot of food for thought in this episode. And it is because so many of us are, are scared to acknowledge our progress. But we're the ones that choose the metrics, scales, weight, um, energy levels, confidence, motivation, all these different ways of measuring it. Consistency is another one. We're the one that sets the rules. So we can either break the rules or change the rules. If they're not making you happy, if you are beating yourself up, if you don't feel motivated, this is a byproduct of you not setting your own goals, you not having your own metrics. And maybe your goals are way too big and you've got no halfway point assessment, a quarter, like a monthly assessment and so on. Thanks for listening today. Hope you're having a good day. Let's keep it going and give yourself permission to acknowledge some of the habits that you're implementing today.